0: well welcome online church i'm so glad you're here grace online uh you are a part of this place i'm so grateful for you thanks for watching i know some of you are hitting us live sunday morning with us others will catch it on the replays throughout the week I love you no matter when you watch this and I want you to know I'm so glad you are part of this place Thanks for joining this Sunday. I am so fired up about the next four weeks as we start this brand new series called search party Looking at one chapter of the Bible. That is so so important Luke chapter 15 search party. You ready for it? search party But before we get to that, and I need to pray for us in a moment here, but before we get to that, I just wanted to say like, hey, what I think is going to be my favorite, at least in the top three, favorite uh, service this year is happening this Friday, July 20th, if you're watching a replay because you're like way late. You're one of those people who text me and you're like, yo, awesome service, I just caught it and you mentioned the service from like three months ago. <laughs> this Friday, July 20th from 30th, sorry, July 30th from 7 to 8 o'clock, we are having. Our very first worship night in the Grace Tremont location, brand new sanctuary, brand new building. Let's go! It's going to be off the hook. You don't have to be a part of Grace Free Church, Grace Cresona, Grace Tremont. You don't have to live in Tremont. You don't have to live in Cresona. You don't have to live in Schuylkill County. You can live wherever you want. Bring your friends. Bring people from other churches. Like this is a celebration and worship for this new ground that we are we are taking. I said it. I don't care. And we are going to do so, this. Lives are going to be changed. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Put it in your calendars right now. Go to gracefreechurch.net to get the details or our Instagram or Facebook account at Grace Free Church. Get all the information you need. Invite all the friends you need. It's going to be an absolute incredible night. And the best part about seven to eight is you can hang, get dinner beforehand with your crew, or you can come meet there and Go out afterwards to hang out and like fellowship or whatever. It's going to be great. I'll see you there. Let's pray and get right into it. Dear God, we thank you so much for your love for us. And, uh, wow, you know, we're gathered all over the place right now. Different different spaces and our worlds with different distractions and different struggles. And uh, there's some people watching that are beat down and tired. There's some people that don't even believe, not even sure why they're watching it. There's some people who are just frustrated with life or angry and uh, just all over the place. And what we need is you to break through the distractions, the pain. the struggle, our own presupposed ideas of you, to show us who you really are and what your heart is really about. Would you do that? In Jesus' name, amen. Man, people gather for all different kinds of reasons. Have you caught that? And... uh, Here people were gathered to hear the story, what would be a very important three stories actually, three parables found in Luke chapter 15. And these parables are some of Jesus' most famous parables. Now here's what a parable is, right? It's just a story Jesus tells to make a point. So Jesus was telling these three stories. The first one's about a lost sheep. The second one's about a lost coin. The third one's about a lost son. And all of these stories just carry so much Meaning and purpose and power in them, as Jesus told them, to a gathered crowd for a very important reason. And you all know that you can get lost in the details of things sometimes. You can, you know, get stuck in the weeds and miss what's most important. You get lost in the details and miss the moment. You, get, you lose the forest for the trees or the trees for the farce. I don't even remember how that saying goes, which just shows you how young I am, right? Like, so we, we can all miss the main point. Adhere to a bunch of people. A Jesus, he takes a second, more than a second. He takes some time to tell parable and then parable and then parable upon parable to show us the heart of God maybe you don't know what the heart of God is right because you've been told that God's angry or you've been made to feel by church or religion that that God's disappointed in you or he's angry in you that he's just waiting for you to screw up maybe you feel like right now you're being punished because you got some stuff going on in life and you're like man is God punishing me for some stuff I did in the past you know we get all kinds of weird views of God like in his heart you, you see people carrying around signs with like God hates on them. it can be very confusing and here Jesus he takes a moment in time This God among us, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, points us to the heart of God that he would perfectly represent in his time here. Now, I don't know about you, but that's way more important than trying to figure out what God's doing or what he's not doing. Knowing the heart of God is way more important than like figuring out what what god's will is for my life it's way more important than figuring out what's rules and what's not rules what what should i follow and what shouldn't i follow who's right and who's wrong if i know the heart of god like man everything starts to make a lot more sense and that's why this series is so important because we're about to step out a big step of faith as a church maybe you're on this ride with us maybe not We're about to take a big step of faith out and launching a new campus. And the reason we're launching a new campus, besides all our vision and all that stuff, we'll get to that later, the real one most important reason is because of the heart of God for people. Luke chapter 15, it says this. I'm just going to read the part we're going to cover today, we're going to talk about the parable of the lost sheep. It says this, now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathered around to hear Jesus. Gathered. I hope you're taking notes. I hope you got a pen. Like take note in your brain of the crowd here that Jesus is talking to But the Pharisees, so they were there too. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law, the religious leaders, remember, you could say, muttered, always muttering. People always be muttering about you. This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons. Who do not need to repent. They were gathered. All gathered around. And you know that sometimes people gather for the right reasons. And sometimes people, they gather for the wrong reasons. And here you have this crew of people. You know, this church. This, these these Those gathered around. And some of them were thirsty. Some of them were like, I need something. I need something. I don't know. This other stuff. It's not quenching my thirst. I need Something right now some of them were hungry for more like what's next? What can I? How do I keep how do I get closer to God? How do I follow him all of them were looking for something and some of them were looking for the wrong You know when you gather a group of people for some event, you have people that are supportive no matter what, and you have people that are just there to be critics. You have people show up because they believe in your vision and what you're trying to do, and you have people show up just because they're trying to figure out what's wrong with your vision and how they could justify not being a part of it, how they can exit scene left And take you down while they do it. There's people that gather to encourage you. And then there's people that gather to just say things to make them look better. And to cut you down. You got a lot of different voices in a lot of different crowds in life. And Jesus here, he has a lot of different voices in this crowd. And you have the notorious sinners. And the notorious religious all gathered in this space and as they realize something is going on they voice their objection to everybody else and not to jesus directly that's how those cranky critics those people who are gathering around in your life always let it out it's never to the right person they never come and talk to me about it they'll go talk to other people about it right like and, and the Pharisees notice something. They've been watching Jesus critically. They're not even listening to what he's really saying. They're just trying to find the flaw. Trying to find the flaw in it. And so they, they say to, to each other probably, like, you see these people? You see these people he has around him? Like... These are the wrong kind of people. You're not supposed to be associating with these people. And Jesus is guilty by association. He's hanging out with sinners. Tax collectors, he eats with them. This guy, he can't be good. This is bad news. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah, we hear you, but, like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we got it, but uh but you're a butt. Come on, man. Like everyone thinks they have a good reason to be a jerk. Everyone. Like you last time I was a jerk I thought I had a good reason to be a jerk, and it took a while to realize that there's never really any good reason to be a jerk. The Pharisees are here in this crowd, and they're like, yeah, but David, right? Like, we know we're right. David in the Psalms, he talked about this, and these guys knew the law so well. They knew religion. Maybe they flash back to Psalm 26, where, Je- where David said, Vindicate me, O Lord, for I have led a blameless life. I trusted in the Lord I've not faltered. I don't sit with deceitful, with the deceitful. I don't associate with the hypocrites. I abhor the assembly of evildoers and refuse to sit with the wicked. I wash my hands in innocent innocence and go about your altar, Lord, proclaiming loud your praise. Like they were like we're like David. We're not gonna. It's in the Psalms, man. Like, we're not going to associate with these people, and here Jesus is, hanging out with them. David, the shepherd king. We got a good reason. We got a good reason. But God's story, it didn't stop with David. David was just a man. He was a man in the line of what would bring about the Messiah the Savior of the world, Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus. And you know what they called Jesus? The friend of sinners. He was the one on the rescue mission. Like whoever you are, Whatever life looks like for you, however messed up it is. I, I talk to so many people who say, I could never come to church, like the walls will light on fire or something. you know, just that's ridiculous. That's not Jesus. Maybe it's religion. Maybe it's your church history. Maybe it's been your experience with Christians, but can I just take a moment to say like, that's not jesus and what you ran into that has made you feel like you can't be around jesus or he's not for you or church is not a place for you or you're too messed up or jacked up or wrong or whatever whatever you ran into that made you feel like that was not jesus it was something else something awful it was some twisted distorted version of the truth but it's not the truth Jesus is the friend of sinners, your friend, whoever you are, whatever life looks like, however bad it's gotten, Jesus is proof that God isn't against you. He's for you. They're like, but, 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 like Jesus is hanging out with you. You can't have those people in church. You can't. Church isn't for those people with those sins. It's not for people that look like that or act like that or dress like it's not a space for people who believe that stuff. That's not what church is about. But 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 the the Psalm says like David didn't associate with those people. Like we're we're supposed to be separate from them. We're supposed to be away from them. Like but, but that's not Jesus. And that's not his heart. And Jesus is like, but, 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 that's not the heart of God. And you got lost in all these rules and this religion and all the patting yourself on the back and all the morality and how good you are and how better you are than everybody else. And you lost the heart of Jesus. But I'm going to bring it back to you right now i'm going to tell you a story about a sheep and as jesus is speaking it's interesting to know that these notorious sinners were drawn to him the worst of the worst they didn't run from god they were running to jesus i wonder why they don't run to us this, this is for the, the church people for a second. You know who you are, right? There's a problem when the people who consistently ran to Jesus searching and in need run from his church. That's a big problem. And the first thing that that should show us Is that we have drifted from the heart of God to people it's a big problem if people are running from grace free church feeling like they can't come it's not a space for them they won't be welcome here they won't be loved here. It's a big problem if your friends feel like this isn't a place that's for them. It's a big problem if they feel like they can't come search here. It's a big problem if, if some atheist you love and know feels like they can't come and sit here even with their own questions, even if they don't believe. It's a big problem if this is a place where the notorious aren't gathered or drawn to, where the people with struggles aren't feeling like they can come and maybe search a little bit. Maybe there's something different or something better. It's a big problem. They were drawn to Jesus. And he wasn't just a shepherd king like David. He was the good shepherd. In John chapter 10, he said to the same kind of group of people, though they were probably different at this time, He's Talking to them, and he says, "Very I t- truly, I tell you, Pharisees, that's those religious leaders. Anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice." But they'll never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. Therefore, I say, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life. And have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand isn't the shepherd. And does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming. He abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs because he's a hired hand. And cares for nothing nothing for the sheep. I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep. My sheep know me just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. This is the good shepherd that came to give you life. Everything else will run from you eventually, and it'll run out. All the other fake shepherds, all the other things in your life that you lean on for protection and security and hope and life and sustenance, all the other idols that we prop up that we want to follow, all those things, they'll end up running from us. When life gets tough, they won't be of any help. But there the good shepherd stands taking you to good pasture it's a place where you can rest and have peace and be restored and enjoy life and get more out of it and it's for you even if you think it's not he's the good shepherd can we talk about sheep for a minute since this story is all about sheep Here's the thing about sheep. They're. uh, I heard a guy say they're like walking lamb chops. (laughs) The thing about sheep is, uh, man, they're just so. They're not the smartest of the livestock crew, and they're pretty much helpless. There's no protection for them at all. There's no way to be protected. They'll easily get pulled in with the herd of sheep and just go in whatever direction no one really knows where they're going running themselves into all kinds of trouble into all kinds of pain running themselves off cliffs running themselves to death they'll just they're just not the smartest of animals what sheep need in out there what sheep need is a shepherd they need a shepherd they need someone who's gonna like watch out for them Direct their steps, keep them on course, help them not hurt themselves, keep them from harm, protect them from those who would want to bring them down. They need a shepherd to make sure they're going to the right spaces to find what they need for life, that that they're getting the the, the right food and fuel, that they're protected from everything out there. Sheep need a shepherd. They can... They, they just need a shepherd. That's sheep. And, and a, lot, a lost sheep is, well, a lost sheep is kind of stuck. A lost sheep is really helpless. A lost sheep can, even if they're lost in a good spot, a comfortable spot, what seems like a safe spot, A good sheep is at the mercy of the weather. A good sheep won't know where to go when the field dries up. A a lost sheep. lost sheep, they're kind of like, man, in a really bad spot. Here's what Jesus is saying, right? Because we're the sheep. In this story, this parable, He's saying, like, there's a bunch of sheep, you're the sheep, people are the sheep. And the lost sheep, the sheep that's all alone, the sheep that can't fend for themselves, the sheep that's exposed to the danger, the sheep that is at risk of being devoured by wolves, the sheep that's lost is where my heart's at. You know, we're lost sheep when we choose to follow ourselves. Sin is, really means missing the mark, God's ideal for life. It's, it's when we miss the mark that he's laid out in front of us. And I, I know we live in a time where we don't, I don't. I don't like to talk about sin. You probably don't like to talk about sin either. It's not a fun conversation starter like and most of the time we don't even start at the right place we just start talking about sin by creating lists and and some of you have been burned pretty bad in your life by church and christian people because they've tried to put things on the list that shouldn't be on the list they've created sins where the bible doesn't claim something to be a sin some of you have been hurt because people have told you you can do whatever you want and Go wherever you want to go, and that's not good either. Like, the thing about sin is it's missing the mark, and the Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, this perfect and good God. We've chosen to follow ourselves, to do what is right in our own eyes, to walk our own way, and when we have done that, we have chosen less than the ideal good god has for us and we've chosen to make ourselves gods of our own lives and all of the sudden we're a sheep lost and maybe that's you you felt like adrift purposeless you felt all alone you can be lost in a comfortable space. sometimes you don't even realize you're lost until you're really lost, like until <laughs> you re- look around, you get your head up for a second and realize nobody's there to help. Life's gotten tough all of a sudden, and what you thought would carry you through isn't carrying you through anymore. A lost sheep is maybe, maybe you feel so like just beat up and beat down, lost in guilt or shame. Struggling to find the meaning in life and purpose. Things you think fill you up keep coming up just a little bit empty. The people you depend on, they just keep showing up a little disappointing. And all of a sudden, you're having this moment where you realize maybe I'm not okay. D- don't be a sheep that thinks they're good just because life is comfortable. A lost sheep, man, it needs a shepherd in the worst way. And Jesus is the good shepherd. And if you're lost and alone and struggling, the things you built your life on are letting you down. Everything seems to be running out or running away from you. If you're feeling like you don't have direction or purpose and meaning, what you need is Jesus. And good news He's been chasing you down this whole time. He's not far. Somewhere you got to go to. Distant. He's not holding back or running from you because of what you did or who you are. He's been pursuing you this whole time. A lost sheep is in big trouble but a lost sheep is also the object of affection for God. He loves you. And the message here in this passage is one God is pursuing you, He pursues you through and over. Whatever valley you find yourself stuck in, whatever trouble you got going on, he's been pursuing you. Through the back alleys of life, through the distracted tunnels, through the dark places you're ashamed of, he's been pursuing you. On the good days when things have gone so well and so good and you have blessings that you can't explain and things work out in ways and you're just like, man, this is so good, he's been pursuing pursuing you he's been the tug on your heart saying there's more he's been the tug of your heart showing you that there is freedom that you can have that it's so good he's been tug on your heart saying this guilt isn't what i've designed you to live in he's been the tug on your heart saying you can't do it without me but it's okay because i'm right here for you i know you're confused i know you're scared i know you're lost i know you feel purposeless but i have been pursuing you Through every back road, street, and alley, through life, every good day, every bad day, I've been pursuing you. Jesus shows us the heart of God, and it's a heart that is in pursuit of the lost things. The song Reckless Love is because he left the 99 sheep, like, in the field. The 99 sheep who are good, like, they'll be good in a minute, and sovereign God knows how to deal with those sheep, too. But his heart drives him to pursue you. The second point is this, his pursuit of you is not to control you or to ruin your life or to make life miserable or to have you be some weird religious folk. Remember, he's talking this story to the weird religious folk. (laughs) That's not it at all. He's driven by love but god demonstrated his love for us in this romans 5 8 says that while we were still sinners christ died for us he's pursuing you and his pursuit is driven by love here's point number three that doesn't he isn't or doesn't hate you i I took that out of the message and i put it back in because i was like I don't need to say that. But then I was like, yeah, I do, because there's people out there saying that he does. God doesn't hate you. He's not disappointed in you. He's not punishing you. That's not it at all. You see, when he finds that sheep, he doesn't, like, my dog, when my dog runs off, right, like, gets away from me and, like, is acting up and I freak out because, like, it's not listening. She's not listening. I love my dog, right? But like, it's not listening. So like, I wonder what the na- neighbors think when I'm like yelling, running through the field, Maggie, come back!" As Maggie's chasing like some bunny rabbit or some like deer or something, you know, like Maggie. And when I get to the dog, and the dog finally stops and listens, right? Like, I don't have treat. I'm not like usually like, "Oh, good dog. Here's a treat. Like, thanks for stopping." Four miles later, thanks for stopping. That's not like how I. I'm like. You are the worst dog. You are the worst dog ever. That's what I'm like. Don't judge me. I don't, like I'm saying it. (laughs) The dog's still going to get a treat when we get back to the house, right? Like I'm not the disappointed look, right? But like she knows, like I'm not, I'm going to like give her the silent treatment. I'm going to like, she's getting leashed up so she can't go next time. Like I'm sticking a leash on her. We're going to walk back to the house. I'm gonna I'm tell her how naughty that was. That she's a bad dog for running away. I'm gonna be super disappointed, a little bit angry. But when this good shepherd finds the lost sheep, it says he joyfully puts him, the sheep over his shoulders and carries it home. This is a happy scene. Like God doesn't find you lost and be like beat you down. He lifts you up. Here's an important thing to remember. God doesn't beat down sinners. He always lifts them up. He heals the brokenness that comes from our sin. He he pulls us out of guilt and shame and into his grace. He frees us. That's what he does. He, He comes here and he's not angry or mad at you. He wants to put you on his shoulders and carry you home to a much better place, a much more fulfilling place, and you're worth the party. It says in this story, and I'll say it again and again, each one of these parables talks about this party, you are worth a party in heaven. You mean that much to God. It's the heart of God busted out here in this first parable. Such a beautiful teaching about the heart of God. And I just want to take a second to say, maybe you've been lost in a different message about who God is. You've been lost in the weeds of religion, and it's confused you about what God, who God is and what church is all about. I just want to say, like, this is the heart of God, and it's for you. Whoever you are, whatever you did, don't be like, no, nah, no, nah, not me, yeah, you. Don't believe in him? It's still for you. Atheist? Still for you. Stuck in addiction? Still for you. Been doing some really stupid stuff and making some really bad decisions? Dug yourself a pretty big hole? Still for you. Filled with anger? Still for you. Apathetic? Still for you. Whoever you are, it's his heart for you. And that's just good. Something that we should just ask. Just so good but maybe you've like been running from him as he's running towards you you've been lost even if you don't want to admit it and you've never known what forgiveness really is because you've never really asked him to forgive you for all the wrong things you've done and all the ways you've gone and missed the mark and maybe you've never actually let him pick you up and carry you back home. If that's you and you're like right now, I need this Jesus. I've had him confused before, but this good shepherd that lays down his life for his sheep on a cross, this good shepherd who's pursuing me, it's time I stop running. Would you just pray this with me right now? Like, God, I'm tired of running from you. I've had these mixed messages that are wrong about who you are, and now I see that you have been pursuing me over and over and over again, that you laid down your life on the cross for me and rose again so that I can have life too. And I just want to say I'm sorry. Like, I need you. Would you pick me up and carry me home? If you prayed that prayer man god will make your heart new you belong to him and nothing can steal you from his grasp he'll forgive you and set your sins as far as the east is from the west and you will have eternal life with him forever for the rest of us right like it's it's about time that we get the heart of god right the heart that drew in the notorious They all came seeking something from Jesus, and what they found would free their souls. God among us. Can we just be part of the search party instead of just hanging out in the field and complaining about who's in it with us? Can we just make a commitment together at the start of this series that we're going to dig deep into the heart of God and we are? going to try to reflect it. We won't always be perfect, but we're going to try to reflect it to everyone we come in contact with. I hope that's your prayer. God, thank you so much for your word and help, help it sink deep into our hearts. Help this series, help us to fall back in love if we've lost that fire for you, of you, and, and help us to help us to be good reflections of you to others. In Jesus' name, amen.